Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome to the. Imagine greatest... if this is your first time listening I to this show. I forgot to change my calendar. Listen, here's me changing my Phil Nuts calendar. Rabbit, Ready? rabbit. Nope, nope. Hang on. Ready? Ah, now it's December. Thank you, Jim. Uh, did you do rabbit, rabbit? Did you remember? Uh, I did it. Yeah, you know, I don't I like to it. get into. Well, I got it close. I got it in spirit. I did it for I, um, the first time, Merlin. I'm so excited. My lady got I out of bed. Legit. Yeah, my my lady got out of bed and was walking around. And I said, "Good morning." Oh, like I you say. messed it up. And then I went, "Gah, rabbit, rabbit." And she goes, "Rabbit, rabbit." So I saved her ass. Um, <laughs> she'll have a she'll have a good December. I'm sitting here with my December in my hand. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a lot to cover here. Uh, Oh man, I, I have a lot going on here, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? A lot's popping off for me right now. It's pre- it's a pretty exciting time. Um, as uh, so, I prepared a little bit for this episode, but not really. And here's the problem: do, do you know what the first joke ever told was? It's from the Old Testament. Are you aware of it? No. Don't overthink it. No. First joke joke ever told is that uh, Adam. And I think I don't know what language he said this in because I'm not sure they really needed languages just to go like, hey, you know. Check out the snake or whatever. But Adam, Adam <laughs> said to Eve, title. Adam said to Eve, "Stand back, Eve. I don't know how big this thing gets." Right? Uh huh. I'm not sure which day that was. I think the days. Uh, I think we, they made people. There's the firmament. You got the animals in the water. You got uh, all that stuff. But I, I think they were, were they they were on the. I want to say Saturday. Or, or well, it depends. It depends. You got to you got to change your Jewish clock back. If it was the the sixth day, I think is when he made the people. Is that right? Do you remember this? Um, remember, you had the stick. You had the the had the Methuselah. You got to point at the book with. Did you learn this? What? what no, what, I did. What? Le- I did learn it. Um, but I, I actually looked this up while you were talking. Oh so, damn! Mm-hmm. You're fast. I, I always so, have a feeling you're you're searching. Uh, the first you're daylight. The first daylight was created. The second day, the uh, sky in was, the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. This is Genesis 1-1. The third day, dry land. When when is the firmament? When do we get the firmament? Well, that's the third day. Dry land, seas, plants, and trees. The fourth day is the sun, moon, and stars. Then you got plants and birds and rocks and things. The fifth day, creatures that live in the sea and creatures that fly. Okay, and that's like the Sebastian the crab. On the sixth day, animals that live on the land and finally humans made in the image of God were created. And the seventh day, he was like, sit back, let the cash roll in. Oh, that's good. It's what uh, what's, uh, the author Tim Ferriss calls uh, passive uh, income. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. I heard uh, when he dies, he's donating his eyes to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> if you've never listened to Back to Work, it's a program about pound sign creativity and productivity. <laughs> yep. And we don't know how big this thing gets. I mean, really, if you've never heard a joke because they were just invented on like day probably five and you make a boner joke... On like day eight, he's the original comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then they they bone down and make Cain and Abel after they're cast out. Is that right? Because like because like otherwise that's when they get the loincloths in my Bible anyway. They always have them hidden behind a tree or something. And then when they feel their shame and they're cast out, that's 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 when they start going downtown. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you're like, the expert the, here. I don't, I don't. You're the expert. You're the one with the Methuselah 969. Nice. <laughs> I uh, I think I think what probably happened was maybe they had basic cable. 
And then when they left, they didn't have that anymore. And they said, well, maybe let's go see what's going on down in the cellar. We don't need the knowing. We can live here. Mm-hmm. And they, they both were, they were exactly as, as they were created. They hadn't even invented the Brazilian yet because Brazil had not been invented. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. called it the landing strip, but they didn't have planes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's um, a, a club here not far from the airport called the landing strip. The landing strip. I've never oh, been. I've never funny. been. <laughs> that's funny, Bullseye. That's yeah. funny on a lot of levels. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I haven't, you know, personally, first person read the Bible in a while, but, um, you know, I've got bits of it memorized. I used to have a a Sunday school teacher who would um, give us candy if we memorized Bible verses. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know that that passage from um, 2 Thessalonians about diabetes. Diabetes? Diabetes. 2 Thessalonians. Oh, you mean sugar sugar to beat us. Sugar to beat us. Shut up, <clears throat> um, and so Adam and Eve, my BPM noise, I'm recording. That's Are the good. things still stuck up on the wall? Who? Oh yeah, they're doing great. Oh, it's funny you should ask. Oh, see, now it's just getting bigger. Stand back. It's just getting bigger. Um, because I, you know what? Yes, I redid, I made three new bespoke scenes for my office and I started mostly from scratch. Cause you know, there's a little bit of wizardry with any of the home kit scene stuff. Mm. Like, like, you know, <clears throat> you know this from having to, like, help people with computer stuff where, like, there's a classic, like, you know, uh, turn it off and turn it on. You know, unplug it and blow out the dust. And sometimes you have to do something really stupid to make something work. So, like, before you can get something to do the thing that you want, you have to get it to stop doing the thing that you don't want. So, like, it's weird, though. HomeKit scenes, can, this is really not interesting. Anyway, I have one called Bright, I have one called Warm, and I have one called Cozy. That I like quite a What's lot. What's the difference between warm like, and cozy? It seems like there's very, very little that would change. Uh, good point. Well, I've gone, uh, you know, I'm going through a lot of change in my life right now, Dan. <laughs> change, change of life, they call it, the change. <laughs> yeah, and for, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing is, I think I may be about to throw all of my Amazon voice assistants, uh, I might be ready to hurl all of them into the sun, but we don't have time for that today. Um, but the other thing is that, uh, you know, I really like the Nanoleaf family of products, including those things that are still knock on stolen desk and probably still stuck to the wall. I think I chose well with the tape that I used. I used that 3M 30 pound tape and whew, stuff's good. Was that a double sided um, uh, tape? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's four outside and it's, you know, I don't know. 30 Does it have pounds? the red, the red, and then the tape is transparent, yeah. but the red on the, it looks yeah. kind of like a squarish and yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's a really good, good stuff. That's the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a good one. That's also how I remounted my elevation. Uh, my, you know what? You know what? It's getting bigger. Stand back. Get by the snake. Stand by the snake. And, uh, but uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. So Nanoleaf, the thing is, Nanoleaf now makes uh, A19 light bulbs. And whereas at home, I'm. Well, you know, mostly all in on on Hue, Philips Hue products. At my office, I am not. What I am is pretty much over Amazon things, and I'm pretty much over Wemo things. So, like, lots of nano, uh, nano leafs and lots of eaves. Those are both difficult to say as a plural. So, as you know, I, <clears throat> I got uh, a bunch of the Amazon devices throughout the house and Mm -hmm. something has changed with them. Something happened. Oh my God. Mine have got, mine are misbehaving all the time. And the thing that I can't figure out is I'll ask it to do something simple. I'll ask it to play one song or one, you know, rate. I'll say play such and such radio on the everywhere group. 
playing yeah. such and such radio on the Everywhere Group, and then it'll play it'll play on one speaker for about thirty seconds and then stop. And this is you know, and you know, this the support article just says, well, just reboot you know, un- reboot that that device. And oh, I know. Oh, how about your router, nothing. Dan? Does nothing. Your router, Dan, did it recommend that you restart your router because yeah. that quote unquote always fixes it? Have you seen that advice? Well, you've got to touch the little uh, thing. You got to pull it out and touch the thing. Well, I mean, <laughs> it gets little eventually. I mean, I'd like to drink a lot of water. No, this is the thing that you say to uh, to um, you know to make sure that you've unplugged it. Oh, I, I'm okay. Are we talking about this? Yeah, let's talk about about this. Let's do it. Um, What's the phrase? Oh, gosh, I don't have time to look up this quote without typing. Also, my iPad keeps restarting. I'm losing my goddamn mind. Um, I, uh, who said this? I want to say, I feel like it was either Hemingway or Norman Mailer or maybe William F. Buckley or someone else. Churchill. Somebody, probably Churchill. Somebody said, you know, talking about how you go broke. And and then then he says, he says yeah here's how you go broke you go broke uh, really slowly and then all at once mm, yes right some somebody says yes somebody said something like that and that's how I feel about the Amazon stuff and I, it's it's we kid but like this is actually a thing for me which is I don't even realize that I have a strong feeling about something and, and this, this makes me sound like I'm mental but I, I think everybody has this to an extent where you go. Uh, to, to quote the famous catchphrase from Upright Citizens Brigade, you say to yourself, you know what? And you just go, you know what? I didn't even realize how much I am not deriving value from this thing anymore, and now I'm mad, right? So, okay, there's Okay, it is like- Ernest Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises. How did you oh. go bankrupt, Bill asked. Two ways, yeah. Mike said, gradually, then suddenly. Oh, his is better. I like that. That's huh. where that's what seems he, to be coming he came, up. And he was as... the prime minister twice. Huh. <laughs> Second, and then he act. wrote the uh, jumping frog of Calaveras County. Um, the <laughs> thing I was thinking was um, so like I have derived value for years. The, my gateway drug into the world of smart everything, you know, you know, as Art Spiegelman said, you know, this is where my trouble began. Was I started getting the uh, I started getting the the Amazon voice dinguses, and you know they do lots of things as previously stipulated QED. They were great. They were the OG because they worked pretty well before anything else worked pretty well. And on top of it all, you know. <laughs> there's so many things in our ecosystem that start out as like, oh my God, you fixed a dumb problem and then you create an ecosystem. And then step three is usually, and then you blew it. Like whether that's Dropbox or whether that's Evernote or whether that's the Amazon tube lady family, like you, you got there first and did it great. Then you built a huge ecosystem and now it's, it's hot, hot, stinky garbage. And it drives me bananas. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Like one thing that I do when, when I'm here in my private office is, you know, sometimes I will use my Amazon show. I have an Amazon show something, a recent one on my desk. And I'll say, hey, Dingus, uh, say something like, say, play CNN on Hulu. And I'll just have that on kind of in the background with the sound off, like some kind of aged monster. And uh, but it's just, that's a thing that I do. Um, you know what? I've done that for a long time and it's worked pretty well. And if it doesn't work, you unplug the thing and restart it and it works fine. Right? Okay. Now on a separate track, we talked about this when you were going through your journey of deciding what one of these to get. And I think eventually, did you, did you, did you get a, you got a Google hub at some point, right? Yeah. I've got the, um, the one with the screen. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Home, mm-hmm. home hub. Yeah. Yeah. Nest, so Nest, have, Google Nest hub is what it, I think okay. it's called. I have mm-hmm. one of those on uh, the table in our, 
you know, kind of central hallway at home that I adore. And I have one of those here at my office. And, and I mentioned this recently on a, on a different program, but, you know, those things succeed in doing exactly the thing that I want them to do, except when I want them to do something else. Like, for example, like, let's say you got a, a place in your house, you have a small room called a closet. And that's mostly a place where coats sit and don't get too cute. Like, th- nothing happens in a closet when you're not looking, hopefully. Right? Like you, you, you know what I mean though? Like you understand your silverware drawer. You understand your closet. You understand a framed photograph. Your framed photograph, like at your house, like never turns into an ad for condoms. Okay? Mm-hmm. So my hub, my, my hub's, uh, at my office, my hub is right now mostly a clock. It's about to get a big uh, field promotion. Yeah. Over a, Amazon stuff. Yeah. 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 And the one in our hallway at home does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is show me wonderful photos that I love, especially of my daughter and my family. Um, now, now the, the show by Amazon, and what am I talking about? When I say the Amazon show, what is that? It's an Amazon with a screen. It's an echo device with a screen mm-hmm. and it does some cool stuff including that you can hook it up with different services and things. And yeah, you get like photos on there, but in my case, yeah, I can also watch, you know, video services like Hulu. But here's the thing. I know I've said this before, but this will explain to you how I have finally decided I'm throwing this thing into the sun. I have a photograph. I'll send you this photograph. I have a photograph here of my daughter with her cool rockabilly haircut of a couple years ago. It's a black and white photo of my daughter sitting on our uh, burrow couch. Thank you, burrow. And looking at her telephone. And Dan, this, unless I'm, now let's go back. First principles, Clarice. Unless I'm doing something else, the only thing that I ever, ever, ever want to see on this screen is this photo. And I'm going to send it to you. And it's it's a photo of her. And then it says it's 1024 a.m. It says it's 51 degrees Fahrenheit. And Mm -hmm. it's Friday, December 3rd. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all I want to see. But you know what happens sometimes, Dan, is then it'll say, this is literally something that my, my Amazon show products say to me. It says, it says uh, uh, you know, something like, do you want to hear a riddle about shovels? <laughs> or or my, one I get a lot for some reason is, find out where couples argue at the mall. So the photo of my daughter's gone... <laughs> And, and and it says, do you want do you want a different recipe for peanut brittle? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I am I losing? Am I melting down? Like because here's the thing. Now you can do a little thumbie grab from the top and pull down. You go to settings. You go to I think it's called uh, not display. It's called home content. I think. And there's let me see seven eight a hundred and forty nine radio buttons that are all turned off. And it's stuff like you know, would you like to see ideas for nautical knots? You know, would you like to see hairstyles of the rich and famous? Would you like just all of this crap that they mm-hmm. want to shovel on your screen? Obviously, stuff like headlines, recommended products, deliveries. And every time I see some nonsense on my screen, we're going to cut all this out. I, I, I swipe down and I make sure that there has not been a new radio button that they snuck in there with some BS. Well, guess what? I've unclicked everything and I still get offers to find out where pe- couples argue at the mall. And there's no big button to hit that says only, unless I'm doing something else, only ever show this picture of my daughter. Right. So that's been really frustrating to me because, you know, there was that time where I think I was probably, I think I said this on MacBreak Weekly, and I'm far from the first person to ever say this, but when iTunes first came along, or for that matter, Apple TV first came along, it was basically a vending machine for Apple products. It didn't do a lot of stuff. Like, now we get, you know, more things you can do. 
maybe too many things for a while in iTunes, but you know what I mean? Like the idea of something that you have allowed into your house with a camera and a microphone, Mm -hmm. you have to have a certain amount of trust in the decision-making of the people who make it. Go ahead. Well, I I was going to add to what you're saying, and and this is something I've actually thought about a lot. And if you think about the progression of computers and technology in general, since the very early days up through personal computers, then devices like smartphones that we have now. It becomes less and less yours. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we start... Seriously? Because that's that's really yes. how it feels. No, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say, is that in, in the beginning... We Why had, do you want to use this for the original purpose? Well, yeah, we had so much agency over the devices that we had and how well, they were used Especially if you're on, on, uh, on Unix and you have to, like, pick your distro and, like, get it all set up and keep it updated. And if you want to do Debian, like, that's going to be a little bit of a hobby project, exactly right? Exactly like, right. Exactly right. And so you wind up... And now we're... On the one hand, we're gaining a tremendous amount of power, of access, of connectivity, but we're also giving up all of that agency that we're so used to having because if you think about it, each device that we get and each iteration of the devices that we get take away, uh, they give us more features, but they take away a little bit of that control to the point where if you look at these Google Nest hubs, these things that we have, I, I couldn't tell you how it does most of the things that it does. I mean, yes, I know behind the scenes it's JSON, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like, I don't really know what it's doing. I'll give you the perfect example in the morning. I um, mean, you're not doing like, you'd have to do, you would have to start with packet sniffing. Yeah. And that's just, and that's just the beginning. It's like, as far as the, how it actually decides that inside the box is kind of upsetting when you really start thinking about it. So in the morning when I wake up, I'll go downstairs and I'll, um, I'll have Google, I'll say, Google, uh, give me the news. And it says, here's your news briefing for today. And it will give me a series of news packages from different outlets. It gives me some yes. from NPR, from CNN, from Fox News, from these other ones. And I've I've never picked any of these. I've never told it what kind of stories I want to hear. It's just has somewhere decided for me this is what the news is. Right. And, and it's like if you said if you said to them, do I get any agency in this? It would be like me saying to uh, the 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 ballpark where the Giants play. Well, can I pick what's on the jumbotron? And they're like, no, that's not what that's for. Like that right. that's here to get you to go buy garlic fries. Right. And in the same way that and you it happens can't slowly, just... like the mythical frog, it happens slowly right. over that's time, right. and you get less and less agency. And like you know, like a, like a lot of uh, older men, it comes with convenience. Like over time, you get convenience added into what you do, but all that convenience that's getting added in, you're also un unknowingly unless you're really thinking about it and watching it going like like in the case of this thing i didn't stop and like hit the brakes go wait a minute mm. if i bought this today how would i feel about mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. in other words like maybe you know obviously and the, the acquiring this today versus eight years ago or whatever it was it's a real different world but like if i if i got this today and set it up and it behaved in this particular way how would i feel about it and the, the answer is i'd be pretty frustrated yeah, and, and it's, yeah. it's like I'm, a dis- basically by, I'm renting a jumbotron. You're renting a jumbotron. I think you're right, and I think there is a big part of this that it's happening gradually and then suddenly. And I think yep. that, that what you know, our computers still, for the most part, work the way that we want. But our our smart devices, our iPads, our iPhones, work a little a little bit less the way that we we get a little less control with every version that comes out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, what if I wanted to pick what news I get or do a little bit? And again, like, 
you know, we're so used to having control and the ability to customize. And it's almost like when a neighborhood kind of gets gentrified and taken over and it loses whatever the people who have been there for 20 years found magical about it. It's almost the (laughs) same thing. We've been here for 20 years and now the magic is, is not there anymore. And I don't necessarily want the same news as everybody else in the world. I might want something a little bit different. You know, anyway, it's like, all of these I, things I, together. I totally it's, feel you. I totally yeah. feel you. I think you're, I think you're onto something. Like, it's funny. I was thinking about that this morning when I was waking up, but this is obviously so apropos of nothing, but I had a funny bittersweet moment um, over my little, over break, like Thanksgiving break. Uh, this is really corny, but my daughter, uh, I shouldn't say this. My daughter and I went to a grocery store. Like we, we just don't go to the grocery store very much anymore because we do mostly delivery stuff. But yeah. we gone to a grocery store that used to be a classic daddy-daughter date. And there was a, a series, like, you know how this is, Dan. Like, especially with, I mean, it could be with your with a, uh, your your beloved or it could be with your kids. But you get these things that you do that become a ritual. You, whenever you go buy this thing, you always say this same dumb thing. But you know what I mean? The rituals, especially when your kid's like a toddler. And when we went to this... This, uh, you know, Lucky slash Albertsons, you may know it as in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, We would always do these same dumb things. Like we would always go and we would go and visit the lobsters. And we go talk to the lobsters, and I go. Mm-hmm. I say, I said, oh, these are Canadian lobsters. You can tell they're really nice lobsters. And we go say <laughs> hi to the lobsters, and she with her little ravioli fist would wave with the lobsters. And then I, I would take her into the walk-in um, beer cooler, and we would walk up to the twelve packs of Coors, and I would say to my toddler, like at this point unable to speak, daughter, I, I would say, do you know who buys cold activated bottles? And she shake her head and smile, and I go. Dumbasses, and she she bust out laughing, and you know we have there's like six or eight things like that. We would always get from an end cap. We would always pick up a Pepperidge Farms goldfish crackers and both start eating it. This is the very lucky. If you've ever seen, I'll find the original video. This is the original video. This is where Keep Moving and Get Out of the Way comes from. Is an aisle at this grocery store we used to go to. It's super cute. Uh, we went this latest time. There's no more lobsters. Coors is no longer cold activated. Um, we still had the, but this is such an unstuck in time moment is that you go and like, it's the same, but it's not the same. Like everything's different, but like, you know, did that visit to lucky become the kind of thing that'll be something I remember forever? Well, I don't remember this one forever, but you know what I mean? Like it's changed so much. It's, you know, just, it's, it's different wine, different bottle. And with our devices, I feel like if we don't occasionally take stock to go like, is this still as as fun as cool as useful as it used to be? And and then let's be honest, that's also when people like me do start. Are you okay? Yeah, I just lost you for a second. You gone? Okay, are just we good? Lost. Now you're back. Yeah, you got a marker for that? Yeah, I got one. Okay, cool. Um. Uh. So okay. So this is the dumbest thing in the world, right? Do I need to be able to watch Hulu? When I'm sitting at my desk. Well, I mean, I could watch it on, if I needed to, I've got all the ways to watch everything all the ways. It's just that one of my, I've even done routines for this. I can say, I've even, like, especially during the election, I could say to my Amazon device, for example, I made a routine. And I have routines for so many things. And one of my Amazon routines is I say, you know, hey, dingus, play the news. And what that does is that changes the volume. Well, first of all, I have a routine that automatically turns the volume to zero every night. So I never have to have blaring stuff surprising me. It changes the volume to four out of 10. And then it says, and then it plays MSNBC on Hulu, right? It's a routine. It works. I use it all the time. 
And um, do I need that? No. It's the dumbest thing in the world. But that's what it took. Because guess what? Yesterday, the last couple of days, it hasn't been working. I talked to the thing. It didn't work. I unplugged it. It didn't work. Yes, I cycled my router. It still didn't work. I went in and signed out of... This is how my life is, Dan. I signed completely out of the Alexa skill. No, that doesn't matter. That won't help. That won't help. I did did all of these things, and I still cannot find any reason why it's happening. I signed out and then signed back in via Alexa on a different device on a different network, and that didn't work. I think part of it might be that Hulu, just to be in fairness, I think part of it is Hulu is getting way pickier in general about VPNs and stuff like that. So, like, more often, like, even with everything, like, I had... I had everything, all my shields off. I guess what I'm saying is, it's funny to me that that dumb, you know, very far down the list of stuff that's important in my life, but it was that frustration that made me stop and hit pause and go, wait a minute, act like you just got this. How do you feel about it? And I kind of of hate it. And all (laughs) those little scintillas of mistrust and distrust are starting to go like, hey, you know what? doesn't really even need that much incentive. So I'll keep it around for now. But I got a feeling the Google Hub's going to get a field promotion, and I just need to like try it for things. But anyway, I'm sorry to go on. But I, I, I totally agree with you. And I don't even have that strong a position of like, I like the fact that iOS is a little picky about what's allowed to happen on the device. I like the fact that there's more and more stuff you can do. But Final example or sort of related thing to this, I, again, I talked about this with Alex on Dubai Friday yesterday, but, you, you know, do, for example, do you do, you're, you're not big on home Siri devices, right? Do you have a HomePod? Like, no, I don't have any, I'd be, and I'll tell you why, and I hate to say this, I hate to say no, this. No, say it, it's fine. Siri sucks so bad. It sucks. It just sucks. There's nothing that it, it never gets it right. It's never good. Siri, at, Siri is a drunk, Siri is a drunk dad. It's just not like, great. It, it's it, just it not a great experience. It shows up at your play just often enough for you to not give up hope, and, and that's the cruelest thing that Siri could do. You know what I use it for now? I'll, I, if, if I need to call someone hands-free, half the time it works. Yeah, that's but it. you that's also, what Siri I feel like, now. do a lot of dictation, right? Yeah, but is that, your car. Too, is that Siri? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think of that as Siri. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm texting, let's say I'm texting with you, I hit yeah. the little microphone, and I say, hey, let's do the show 15 minutes later, I'm in traffic or whatever, and then I hit send. To me, that doesn't feel like Siri. To me, that would be saying, activating yeah. Siri and saying, tell Merlin, I'm running 15 minutes late. Your message to Merlin, I'm running 15 late, minutes late. Are you ready to send <laughs> right. it? Yes. I, I understand. I, I feel like I understand the desire to have a lot of things involving voice dictation functionality automation. I think I feel like I understand why you would have that all under the same umbrella called Siri. Yeah. Um, but... The problem is that the the least of those pupils will drag down the entire class. If you call something, same with iCloud. For the longest time, I associated iCloud with just stuff that just doesn't work. Right. And then it did, right? Yeah. But for yep. the longest time, think about, we've been through like three different cycles of this, of like, oh, this cool thing. Apple acquired this thing called Siri. You can do stuff with it. You try it five times, it didn't work. You forget about it for two years. Everybody's like, no, no, seriously, try Siri again. And you try Siri again. And they're like, oh, yeah, it, it kind of works. But here's, here's a here's a... This is to me, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's a good example, is that, you know, one really amazing, this is pretty quick, but again, I don't know how big this gets. This is one very cool thing about HomePods. So first of all, as everybody knows, if you have HomePods, whether mini or maxi, you can um, have your smart TV throw to that. 
And you can, depending on how you've configured it, you can use Siri commands to control your TV, which is great. I mean, like, it actually is pretty great to have, like, the Siri remote, which is much improved. So you can say to the Siri remote stuff like open thus and such. You know, you have a volume knob on there. I'll tell you what's, what's really, really cool. And this is, this is the cruelty, the cruelty of functionality that almost mostly works, which is, I'll tell you something incredible. What, what, what have we said for years, Dan? The most amazing thing as a user of a Mac and Apple writ large is you say, huh, I have a feeling that if I did this thing, that thing would happen and you do it and it does. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh man, that's what Marco calls delight. It's so delightful that I tried this thing and it worked. Well, check it out. HomePod in my, uh, I used to call the lounge. We're now calling the fancy room. In the fancy room, we have, um, we have uh, that's a, what we do in the shadows reference. The um, HomePod's in there. It works with the TV. Now here's what's cool. So one, not long ago, I tried a thing. While, while I was playing stuff on the TV, I said, I yelled out, hey, Dingus, turn it up. And like I saw the light go on on mm. my iPad, the light goes on on my laptop, the light goes on on my HomePod Mini, et cetera, et cetera. I see that little uh, creepy little thing light up in a bunch of places, but you know what? It worked. I said, hey, Dingus, turn it up. And somehow, just think about what went into this technology. It grokked that of all, first of all, it knew which one to be listening to, but even more than the innovation of Amazon knowing which Echo you're talking to. This knew that regardless of where I heard this, check to see if anything's playing somewhere. Yeah, stuff's playing on the TV. And you know what? It turns it up. It worked. I've done it from the kitchen. I've set it into the HomePod Mini in the kitchen and it works. You ever do this? The thing that drives me bananas, I think drives Syracuse bananas, I imagine drives you bananas. Of my three figures of you know movies and TV that we own on iTunes, yeah, I go in, I, I click, I want to watch, say, uh, Alien, and of course, where where is it on scrubbing? It's at the end of the movie from when I finished watching it last time. Sure, which is smart in that, yeah, you might want to pick up there, but no, I don't want to have to scrub with my hand. So you know what you can do? You just yell into the air, "Hey, Dingus!" It's probably an easier way, but the one I always use is, "Hey, Dingus, go back ninety minutes." And guess what? It works. It actually works. Now, now, here's the real cruelty. There are a lot of things. You can go make shortcuts on your iOS device and now on your Mac, and those shortcuts will run on your HomePod. And it's, you know, if you've got personal requests turned on, the certain kinds of things. And, you know, my classic is I get home and I say, you know, hey, dingus, turn on, turn on the lights. Or I say, to, to, just in the air, and HomePod gets that, right? Not surprising. It, it knows what scene to turn on if I name a scene, right? But I also have a shortcut I made that say, hey, Dingus, watch live TV. That turns on my TV. It turns on the Apple TV. Well, I should say it turns on the Apple TV, which turns on the TV, and TV goes to Hulu, and it turns my phone into a remote. That's pretty cool, right? I walk into the house, and I say into the air, hey, Dingus, watch live TV. Isn't that kind of amazing that that works? Yeah, and the but you phone know, that's in my hand turns into a remote? Yes, it is kind of cool. But th- there's, there's a thing that I feel like is happening now. And this is something you and I talked about. I think I brought this up two years ago. The point when is I, that stopped working. Yes. And I also... That's I sort my of, point. I sort of postulated this theory. And the theory is... We don't really want phones. We don't really want these devices. We just sort of want stuff to work and anticipate what we want and know what to do and and have it. And you you know, if we've watched uh, these TV shows that are always set or or movies that are set in the near future, where there was I'm trying to remember was it called the Last Man or something like that the the 
TV show with Will, Sean Will Forte? Penn. Will Forte? Oh. It had Sean Penn in it, and he was some kind of an like being an astronaut or something. And <laughs> okay. it, 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 I think they canceled it after one season. It wasn't that great. But in his home, they showed these little snippets of him being in his house. And so he he might be watching something, and then the phone would ring, and it's you know, it's going to automatically pause the thing that he's watching. Or if he wants to turn it down and say, oh, turn that down. And there's this intelligence that's present in these devices in the show that it understands when he says, turn that down, there is a consciousness. I'll use that word and I'll, I'll stretch the meaning of that word. An, an intelligence, maybe? An intelligence that knows Sean Penn is watching something and it's on this device and there's no one else there and he has no active conversations. Therefore, he must be talking to me, the television or whatever, when he says pause or turn it down or whatever. He doesn't have to prompt things because there is some kind of awareness, some kind of intelligence that's observing yeah. the things that he's doing, that knows what he's doing. The intelligence provides or, or, or the context. Context. Con context. 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 And that is the thing that is absolutely <laughs> Absolutely 1,000% missing, even from basic things. For example, you can't say, you can't say to Amazon's device, play that again. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about, basically, is the response hmm. every time. I, I There are so many things. Like, for example, how about this? How about this one? And this seems like a simple thing. That doesn't it all work. seems simple until it doesn't until work. Until it doesn't work. Okay, yeah. so for example, I might be sitting in my living room and I might say, Amazon device, play such and such playlist. If it's lucky enough to understand me and know the playlist that I made that I'm talking about and play it, I'm very happy. But then you know what? I'm going to go do some laundry now, so I need to go upstairs. I might want to say, Amazon device, please play this on the Everywhere group or play this upstairs or whatever so that I can continue to listen as I'm now upstairs. Nope, that's not happening. You can't change where the thing is being played unless if you do, guess what? It starts from the beginning again. Every oh, time. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I hate that. And it's like, there's these little things that, that, that play this everywhere thing on Siri and Amazon is so powerful. It is, but it doesn't always work and it doesn't work consistently. And it's, it's like, there is such a frustration penalty in using this stuff and trying to figure out the right way to ask it. And what's really yes. frustrating is, for example, it was Thanksgiving time. I wanted to play Thanksgiving music. I wanted to hear the music throughout the whole <laughs> house. No and Thanksgiving I wanted Thanksgiving to... music. There is no, there are, are nice, there are like nice, oh. cool playlists that happen that, that sort of have, I don't know how, but they have like a a, a nice, real cool dude with gratitude. Yeah, something like that. In sure. the can. Yes. So you get, you know, you get good background music that you're going to listen to while you're eating Thanksgiving meal. And it's like, I would look and I would find the playlist on Spotify and its name. And I could, I could say to the Amazon device, play this playlist and say its name on Spotify, on the Everywhere group. And it's exactly the instructions that you're supposed to give it. Playing Thanksgiving jazz by such a... Nope, that's not the playlist. You got you heard Ugh. the word Thanksgiving. You knew I said Spotify, but you messed up the everywhere group and you can't find the exact playlist that I'm telling you to play by name. And it's, yeah. it's like 
those basic things are missing and and that context is missing and even, it gets even to when the you point- get the even when you get the incantation right that's the frustrating part right. is like sometimes that's even right. when you get and i have to pause and think and i actually you can see me squinting like this where i think about i mean it's like i'm trying to like order an esperanto in my head and i'm trying to like think about or like you know and, and when, even if you get the incantation right you're never sure if it's going to get really excited about one word in it and and get the wrong thing and and now you feel like a chump you didn't get what yeah. you wanted and now you're not just walking around moseying and yelling in the air for example like if i'm in the kitchen and i yell hey dingus create a nine minute pasta timer that's virtually bulletproof yeah. on amazon products in yeah. a way that actually honestly it's rarely perfect on on serious stuff but i i don't have that level of confidence with almost anything i yell in the air and that's that's really that's crazy frustrating um okay so here's the thing and oh, I got to tell you about some I like, Merlin. I got to do it. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm finishing. Okay. But here's the, here's the part that's frustrating is like, and again, QED talked about this on Do by Friday, but it was really frustrating because I've done these things where I'm like, okay, shortcuts, shortcuts, shortcuts. Everybody, in, and this is nothing against me and my nerd friends. I mean, I'm one of them. I love what you can do with shortcuts. I've done lots of shortcuts things. I've finally gotten more into NFC things where I can spackle together bits of functionality with these little NFC stickers. And I've, I've done little, you know, cool things. Like when I tap my phone on this sticker, I get a reminder to check, you know, get my, pick up my Apple watch in an hour, that kind of thing. But so this is, we're now in our second round that I'm aware of, of shortcuts just not working on HomePod. And, and so, okay, look, you could be forgiven for thinking, oh, well, that's that's really like roll, eye-rolly kind of thing. Like you're on the bleeding edge, you're playing with this crazy stuff, and of course Siri doesn't work. But like, so we went through this a few months ago where all these <laughs> things that I had made suddenly stopped working on HomePod. And whatever, it might have been on beta, whatever. But I said to Alex, hey, did yours stop working? Because Alex is really butt-deep and shortcuts too. And they were like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally stopped working. And then I made some changes. I redid some things. Time passed, and it started working again. But guess what, Dan? As of, like, in the last week, now that stopped working, too. So I just did I just send you one? I forget that I sent it. Did I send you Mambo Dog Face Banana Patch? Not recently. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. So, like, this is my go-to when I arrive at home. And because, you know, you got to give it a name that won't confuse it. Why, the name I'd given it was... Hey, honey, I'm home. Or like, honey, I'm home, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. So I come horrible. in, I got my backpack, I'm, I'm carrying things. I brought up the mail, I'm carrying things. And I walk in and I go, I, I, I hail the dingus. I say, hey, dingus, honey, I'm home. Okay. And it goes, yes, you are home. It's nice to see you. <sighs> no. Okay. And then I go, hey, dingus, honey, I'm home. So yeah, you know, when you start speaking slowly, you've lost. Yes, you've lost. Um. And guess what? As it turned out, I thought, okay, well, maybe it just doesn't like that name, right? And so I changed it to a line, a classic line from a Steve Martin album of my youth. And now when I walk in the house, I say, Mambo Dog Face Banana Patch. You know, remember whenever you were yeah, around your no, kid, talk wrong? very well. Mm-hmm. well. First day of school, he puts up his hand to go to the bathroom. He says, may I Mambo Dog Face Banana Patch? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it says... Um, and it gives me some kind of a, a quizzical reply. I start doing some of my just go-to regular shortcuts for every single one of them. It answers as though it's never heard of shortcuts. So it just starts answering as though I said something completely crazy, right? So it doesn't, it has not, something happened in the way that that broke that means, in this case, it's fairly low stakes, right? 
I've been thinking a lot about stakes, low stakes, low stakes, right? I come in, you know what? My lights didn't turn on, the TV didn't turn on. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> but can I can I pose that from a slightly different angle? Yeah. I and Merlin twenty twenty one, amongst many things, is trying not to be this particular guy overly often. You know, the kind of guy who says stuff like, you should take people off the Apple car and have the iTunes store work better. I don't think that's how that works. But anyway, I don't like to be this particular guy. But you know what? What if you'd spent like a pretty good amount of time learning about shortcuts? What if you were like the the kind of like the, um, you know, somebody who helps out with tech stuff at, at a small office and you'd done some cool stuff? And you'd taken the time to learn about shortcuts. And then you took the time to learn how to build shortcuts or repurpose shortcuts, right? And let's say you maybe came up with a handful of four or five shortcuts that you really sweated and you tested and you got working and you got it to the point where you could say to everybody, hey, you know that um, HomePod in the break room or whatever? If you say this to it, this thing will happen. And maybe that goes so successfully, you start incorporating stuff like turning on alarms or whatever. I don't, you know what I mean? What happens when that breaks, Dan? What happens when it's not just a fun project that you made because you want to watch TV? Like, it's, it's kind of baffling to me the, the levels and the layers at which stuff in the ecosystem breaks and the response tends to be a shrug. Like, well, I you know, was gonna, I was gonna uh, say to you, what other things in our homes or in our lives work so unreliably? And you would never accept this in a brake pedal. We would never accept it in anything else. If if the, if your sharpest kitchen knife was only sharp sometimes, if the fork that you were using sometimes was a spoon, if the water was sometimes hot when you turned it to the hot sometimes side, sometimes your sharpest knife just cold. turned into a comb. Hot stays right. hot and the cool stays fresh. I get you. I'm feeling you. You know, and it's it's incredibly frustrating. And this is why I think a lot of people have these devices, but no one really thinks of them as something important unless you're a super nerd like us where we're trying to like, like uh, the concept of like creating a shortcut to do the right things and then having it not work when you're following the exact directions that they've told you how to do it. It's yeah. super, super crazy and frustrating, and it would absolutely. And there's no troubleshooting. There's no. There's nothing that fails silently, and you have no way to troubleshoot which part of the stack went wrong. Should right. I just restart my router? Is it because I'm using something with a personal request and it doesn't recognize my voice? You say that to a normal person, their eyes are going to glaze over and be like, "What hellscape are you living in?" And like, I'm in the hellscape where all the things they announce on stage are things I would like to think that I can use confidently. You know what? I, you know what would make me happy? You know what would really what make, make me you happy. happy what what and i don't care you know I don't keep, listen they can have this yeah. idea i'm going to give this to amazon give it to apple whoever wants it can have Ooh. this idea this is freebie, just freebie. Oh, 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 open source it's idea. under a bsd license a bdsm an license and so okay. they're gonna have to run with this it's not spread mine. it on the bun dan bring the ruckus turn off everything that you do on all of these devices focus on getting five things and make those five things work every single time no matter what how you ask it or what you say or what you do and mm-hmm. let it be only five they've things. Got, they've got the data. They, they could determine uh, like a Pareto principle. What those five things should of, be, right? Yeah, well, here, here's the stuff. Well, I, if, I, if I worked at Apple or Amazon, I would be spending a, given that they are probably reviewing our recordings, I would look at 
patterns, and I, you, you would be able to figure this out, or Syracuse could regex this, but like when people said similar things <laughs> twice, no, 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 but I'm just saying, like, look for something where, like, there's probably things where you could figure out that somebody, like, He's if like I yelled the F word, right? Yeah, if I yelled the F word, like, you could probably guess that something didn't go the way I expected, but also that, like, it's like Jeff Veen used to do when Jeff would redo your website. I mean, one of the numerous things Jeff would do is he would ask them, you know, he's like, you know, people should be able to find what they want immediately. Give me a list of your like most searched for things and let's figure out how to bubble that to the top before people even search. Like learn right. what it is somebody didn't find. Or in this case, Dan, go find out what didn't work and find a way to either fix that or create that. Because if I, if I want that delight of just yelling in the air and having it work, it would be really pleasing if you had done that for me. I have and, a perfect and, a perfect analogy for this, or a, or a way to kind of bring it. Um, well, let me t- let me tell you some, tell you about some I like first. Oh, and what do you think about that? And then all this is what we call it in in, the, in showbiz. We call this a teaser. Oh yeah, tease me. So yeah. let me tell you about some I like. I'm going to tell you about trade. Trade. Does your Merlin? This is a question for yeah. you. Does your does your at home mm, coffee yes. just not live up to your expectations? Let's be honest. Constantly, so, constantly, right? Constantly. I just it just shows up. It's in a bag or a box, and I drink it. And I go. Yeah. I feel like I had no agency in this. That's right. It's not giving me. It's it's the coffee that I get. I can feel a little bit, a little bit like a device that doesn't give me the things that I want. My coffee doesn't even have radio buttons. What What do you like, Dan? Well, what do you do? trade is here. Trade is here to change that and make it trade. wonderful. Trade. So trade. They take you through a super simple survey. When you hear survey, like, great, is it? No, it's easy, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And really they, helps people discover the show. Mm-hmm. Well, they use people, uh, these, <laughs> oh, my God, you messed me up. They use this survey to match you to great coffee, but that's customized for you. So you're a coffee beginner, right? You know, maybe you don't know an intermediate, advanced, whatever. You're like a coffee nerd. You you have opinions on whether you want single origin or blends, like, this is the kind of thing that they want to know. Do you have cream? Do you take it back? Is your, you know, do you use it to put a syrup in there? Is it a non-dairy creamer? What is it that you're doing? They know, they ask you all this. And then with, with these questions filled in, they're going to like match you with coffee. That's amazing for you. They want to know about your taste. They want, do you, do you, Merlin, do you want something that's surprising and unconventional? Do you want something classic and traditional? Do you want, you know what I'm saying? Do you want to be surprised? Mm-hmm. And then you can say, oh, I want it pre-ground for this kind of thing. Do you want whole bean, whatever? And that's the thing. They want to make every cup of coffee that you have your best ever. And the journey to your perfect cup, Merlin's perfect cup, starts oh my with gosh. this little quiz. That, they can that do that, take. but I just take the survey. And you're telling me when I take the survey, they're going to they're gonna give me a match. Because they've got over they're, 400 craft coffees and they're going to, you know what I'm saying? There's not that many coffees, Dan. There's no way they're No, there are. There's and no they're going to match you up. And this huh. is the kind of thing. You could, you could, if I gave you a list of 400 coffees, they're like, I don't know. Just give me the first one. It's fine. But this, their, yeah. their knowledge of this combined with the little survey that you take is going to help connect you with like the best yeah. coffee. And then- you know what? You're doing this for a while. You're like, I don't want that coffee. And I want a different coffee. They're going to take care of you. You change it. Your preferences well, now you've gotten, change. Now you've gotten into it, Dan. You, you now you're, you're like a child wandering into the room. That's right. Like now you know what coffee is and you might have an idea what you like. Like you might like, you know, see, I'm not even going to say words because I'm sure I'll get it wrong. When I was younger, I liked a more tangy one. I'm going to call it Kenya coffee. Sure. As I get older, I like a richer, darker roast. And then as I got even older to where I am now, you know, God forbid, you know, Dianu, I, I like one that's maybe a little bit, a little bit less uh, strong because I don't want to put cream in it, you know? And yeah. I don't know how, how I would do that on my own. I'd just be wandering, wandering around, you know, Theodore Herzl. You'd be lost. You'd be lost. Ugh, 
hate so that that's feeling. what they're that's what they're here for that's what they're doing they care about you and uh they're gonna give you the right kind of coffee and so they have a special deal for our listeners right now you're getting 20 bucks off your first three bags at checkout so you go to drinktrade.com d-r-i-n-k trade t-r-a-d-e drinktrade.com slash and they gave us a good one bloom bloom b-l-o-o-m so drinktrade.com slash bloom and they use a promo code bloom and uh that's it that's all it takes to get it and it's 20 bucks off your first three bags and so you can also do this i don't know how you don't do that how do you not do that you have to do it you can also give it as a a gift you can give it as a gift too you and they'll get their own personalized gift coffee subscription from trade it's very cool i really like this i've got i think two two bags in now and i've been really Mm -hmm. enjoying this so uh trade so go check it out drinktrade.com slash bloom 20 bucks off bloom thanks very much to trade for making the show possible Thank you, Trade. Buck, buck. Need to hear the bell. And this is what I was thinking. So, you know, I, I had to go to New York this week. I was I was in New York for a very short period of time. I left on Tuesday. I got back. Is it back Fashion Week? Why were you Yesterday. Why were you uh, no, just had, oh. had some meetings to go to. And the interesting thing is I haven't traveled since before the pandemic. I haven't certainly flown since before the pandemic. And oh um, I, have, I have 30 lines on travel in here, believe well, it or not. Well, you know, I was thinking about this as, uh, as I was on the plane. And then I was thinking about this again, when you were just talking about, you know, about these devices and things be important of things being right. So there's two different parts of the airplane I want to talk about. One is the part we don't see. One is the part we do see. I'm friends with a couple pilots and I know from being lucky enough to sit in on a, a couple in in the cockpit of a few flights, not um, not like airline travel, but small plane. How mm-hmm. much? How many checklists there are? You mentioned pre-flight checklists that you're doing with uh, with John <laughs> Syracuse, but you know the the reality is there are tons and tons and tons of steps and things that you do. And what's amazing about planes, even smaller. Planes, I heard it. I heard it changed. I heard it's changed the whole industry. Is what I heard. Well, yeah, it has. I heard checklists. No, seriously. I mean, like, yeah, checklist manifesto. Yeah, I get it. You, you have a checklist. But supposedly in the world of both medical procedures, surgery, and in the world of, uh, air, not aerospace, but, you know, uh, aviation, like, they don't think it's dumb that they have to go through a checklist like like they've had some kind of, you know, <laughs> neurological incident. They know how to fly the plane, but, like, going through the checklist makes all of the difference. It's all got to work. Every and, little you know, and there's work. there are checklists for the pre-flight. There's check a checklist for the takeoff yes. when when they're coming in for a landing. There's about a million things they do. But what's fascinating about planes, and especially the big ones, but certainly even the smaller ones. This is what I was going to mention: is mm-hmm. there are almost every main feature, if you want to use that word in the context of an airplane, but every main system has a redundant system and sometimes even a tertiary system uh, depending on what it is. And Mm -hmm. of course the most important things like are the landing gear going to come down that there's multiple systems around that. (laughs) If that's Um, not going to work, it'd be nice to discover that before the wheels go up into the thingy. (laughs) That's right. And it's like technical term. All of these things are built in and they, they will work. Oh, well that didn't work. There's a secondary system that didn't work. There's a manual way to do it. And right. You know, and those are the things that are behind the scenes in the airplanes that we just don't know about uh, because we're passengers. And then in the passenger aspect of it, 
Uh, there is so many things. So we talk all the time here about, oh, well, you know, that you have to do a gesture to know how to do multitasking on an iPad. You need to just know the gestures. And where do you learn about them? <laughs> well, you go read them. Somewhere. Oh, God. So on this plane, I was on, uh, it's American Airlines, and it was a 737. And I remember I was sitting there. I, the way I roll, Merlin, I got my own audio. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not counting on an airplane for my content i'm oh. not you know if i want to watch a movie it's not going to be what's in the seat back oh, so i would not. i wouldn't I, I wouldn't count them on them for and you bring your own food bring your own water bring everything bring your own i'm not doing anything oh my goodness yes forget oh my it God. so i've got you know i'm i'm ready to watch a movie on this thing and i want to talk to you about the movies i watch because that's a separate topic yes please to discuss yes please but mm-hmm. the backs of the seats there was n- it at first glance there was no screen mm-hmm. there was no screen and I did not care whether there was a screen or not, because again, I have my own media with me, right? So mm-hmm. as I'm sitting there on the flight back, I hear this couple walking in and the, the woman is saying to the guy, she's like, and there's no screens on the back of the seats either. And he says, I hate everything right now. Okay. So it didn't occur to I me. It didn't occur to me to, to probe any further. I thought, oh, you know what? Everything about the the experience of an airplane, of being a passenger yes. in an airplane, has gotten worse every time I fly. It's worse every time I fly. It's worse. Now this plane was newer. It was nicer. It it appeared cleaner. Uh, there was mm-hmm. cool mood lighting in the in the roof. You know, but did you know what? Do you know what family it was? Was it like an Embraer or a? Um... Was it one of those, like, was it one of those, shoot, what's the company that makes the Virgin? We used to make the Virgin planes, but oh. like, like pretty nice, pretty deluxe. Damn, what's the name of that company? Boeing, Airbus, 737, Airbus? Boeing, Airbus is Ooh, the other that one. Boeing's a 737, that's, that, that's a nice one. But but anyway, it felt modern. It didn't feel like, you know, people used to smoke in it or no, anything. No, no, nothing like that. It was a complete refurb or a new one. Anyway, so here's the thing. So partway yeah. through the flight, I happened to glance into the row ahead of me between the seat the seats, you know, you kind of glance up yeah. there. I do that. I do that. And I'm a creeper. There is a little thing on the back of the seat that actually slides down and another little thing that comes out. There are screens. They're just hidden behind this plastic like cover thing that slides down and the thing pops out. It all it doubles huh. as the place where the instruction cards uh, on like how to survive a crash and all that go. So they go That's like strange. right behind but. There was nothing about it. There was no sign. There was nothing saying, pull here for the screen. There was absolutely nothing. So how would you know it was there what, unless- uh, what, Don Norman, what Don Norman would call an affordance. There was no affordances for you to yeah. know that this thing was there. I had no idea it was there. I didn't care, but it, there it was. And I realized probably most of the people on the flight didn't know that it was there. And including the angry couple that was walking by that was upset that it was missing. <laughs> and you, how would you find out? You would have to ask. You have to do But if you, beside that, if you think about the other things on an airplane, what can you as a passenger like really do on a plane, you can con- slightly control the angle of the, how far your seat is. Uh, your seat is reclined. You can mm. press a button that turns a light on. You can spin a little uh, thing that controls, in theory, the amount of air and the direction of the air that's coming out. And you can hit a button to call the flight attendant. That's about all you can do. Maybe if you're in a good seat, you can move the armrest. But that's really it. That's really all that mm. you can do. And but all of those things are. At some point, they like someone really thought about them. And the reason that the air is kind of limited is 
there has to be a reason because there's going to be a hundred people a day touching that thing that could potentially break it. So the compromise between giving you the kind of airflow that you want and the direction that you want it and having it not ever break, they leaned toward the side of not having it ever break. And if you go right. back to what you were just joking about, but you were talking about something really interesting is like setting up a Unix system, BSD license, the difference between FreeBSD and Linux back in the day, the difference between SunOS and Solaris too. All of these different things that kind of evolved out of this philosophy of BSD saying, it's fine if we have one release every year or two, nothing will be broken. There will be no bugs. When we release it, this is going they're, into they're embedded very, systems. You could, you could trust them because they are made to be durable. But then you look at Linux and that's made to get the latest, greatest thing out the door as fast as possible, mm -hmm, um, sure. which, for example, is like why Ubuntu has the LTS lifetime support model where they'll come out with a version and that version will receive support and updates for much longer than all these in-between little versions that come out that are the cutting edge, the latest, greatest. Nothing about the interior of an airplane is cutting edge. And yet with these devices in our house, which granted, they're not they're not you know, responsible for hundreds of people's lives every time that we use them. But it's amazing to me how we can't, it's not like you can say every time you ask this device something, it's going to get it right. It's going to get what I want it. It's not, it's wrong a lot mm -hmm. of the time. I, I, for example, I enjoy the benefits of sleeping with uh, like white noise in the background, whether it's a rain or a brown or whatever. So you can, you, you know, you would think that if I asked the Amazon device the same thing every single day, play rain sounds for eight hours, that I'm going to get the same response every day. But and I the one, don't. one that it plays is like a, like a short clip that right. repeats and it's, it's and, really lame. But yeah. there is another system that you can get where you pay like a, a dollar or something a month for it, I think, which is a skill. And it has all of these really high quality, perfectly looped uh, different sounds. And the way that you ask for them is the same that you now that you were asking for the other sound there's no difference there's no instruction there's nothing to get that particular one except merlin by asking it multiple times until you get until it gives you the right one and it's like that's unacceptable give me the thing that i want that's the whole point that's it that's all i got about airplanes um well, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna test this if this test still it. works if this still works, I will consider keeping my devices. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna I'm gonna bag it. Um, let's see. Let me see. Um, how do I do this? Let's see. Um, Alexa, load up Celery Man. <coughs> oh no, it didn't work. My skills enabled, and it's not working. Oh my God. Alexa, tell Celery Man I'm okay. Excuse me. Oh, your wife is on the phone. Ah, there it goes. Yeah, okay, it does now. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ask Celery Man to add sequence oyster. And cut all this out. Yeah, no, oh, this boy. show will never air. Um, the, the wonderful Celery Man bit that Paul Rudd does on Tim and Eric. Um, awesome show, great job. They, there's a skill for it that works sometimes. Um, all right, here's the things we should probably talk about movies. Here's all the things I'm not gonna have time to talk about. Um, you are gonna be the fourth part in a quadrilogy that I'm working on. 
Mm. We'll come back to this, which is coming back to talk about travel updates. Uh, practicing, getting back in, not getting back into travel. I don't ever want to travel again. But getting, having to travel for the first time in a long time and how I uh, used an opportunity for in a, in a low-stakes environment to like get back on my game with you know all my travel prep stuff because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll have to probably travel someday. Uh, that Adalock you recommended to me, that worked. Um, I want to recommend the movie Unstuck in Time. Uh, my BPM noise, Adam and Eve's erection joke. Uh, I think that can wait for now. Did you want to talk to me? Oh, we got a few minutes. Uh, you could probably tell me about one more thing you like, and then we could talk about movies or similar. Yes, I have a lot to say about movies. A lot. All right, well, good. We'll have a nice, we'll have a, we'll have a nice, as you say, a landing strip. A little landing strip at the end. After I tell you about our second sponsor, it's one you've heard us talk about before. That? It is Feels, what? Merlin. Feels. Feels. Ah, uh, yeah. Loving the feels, loving mm. the feels, because mm-hmm. most of us, like we experience stress or we have anxiety or we have chronic pain or we have trouble sleeping at least once a week. Everyone is having these kinds of things. And I think something about like COVID and the pandemic and being a more, people being more isolated in ways, working from home, changing their whole lives around. I really feel like people are starting to become more aware of the whole concept, whether they call it self-care, which is a buzzy word, or we're just taking care of yourself, doing things for yourself, noticing you're finally having a little more time to like notice what's going on with yourself. And um, feels really, really helps with these things. This is a premium CBD. It's delivered directly to your doorstep, which I love. That's my favorite thing about it. And feels, if you haven't tried CBD before, feels is is really the best uh, you can get, in my personal opinion. It naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. You just place a few drops under your tongue. You'll feel the difference within just a few minutes. But the thing you got to remember, Merlin, about CBD is mm-hmm. you've got to find the right dose for you. And it's important. And everyone's dose is different, you know? You got to leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. And you may need to take more. You may need to take a little bit less. And Fields gets this, like they understand this. So they have real human beings. You call them, they have a hotline. You just call them, you tell them what what your issues are if you want, and you tell them what you're looking for and they'll make recommendations. And then they have this cool little thing they call a flight. Just like, It's like a wine flight. You've heard of wine flight or beer flight. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. They have a CBD flight. They send you different strengths and these little vials and you can test them out. And it's all natural. It works naturally to help you feel better. There's no hangover. There's no addiction. It's nothing like that you have to worry about. And the best part, the part that I like the best is the membership thing because they deliver it to your door every month. Once you start using it, you're going to really find the benefits. And then you're like, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running out. I forgot to order it. It's not going to be here in time. Those are things of the past. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, and you can, you can, not only are you going to save a little bit of money by doing it that way, but you can pause it or cancel it at any time. So you're in control the whole time. I think it's it's really great. It has me feeling my best every day. I think it can help everyone. And uh, so here's what you do. You go to Feels, and it's spelled F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. It's that easy. And what do you get if you do that? You support the show, which is the number one thing that we care mm-hmm. about, but you're also going to get 50%, super important. Yeah. 50% off your first order. That's a lot. And you're going to get free shipping, <sharp inhale> free shipping, 50% off feels, F E L S feels.com slash back to work. Go check it out. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the thing. It's not about what you feel. Merlin It's about what you don't feel. Whoa. It's like jazz. I'm going to give them that. They Ooh. can run with that. Boy, they, 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 that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. They got new mints feels. now. They got mints. Mints? That Mince. sounds refreshing. Mints? Huh. Go check it out. There's a lot happening over there on Feels. 
Thanks very much Thank to Feels.com for making the show possible. Puck, puck. Talking about movies, what's going on? Okay, so lights on. It's too the latest thing that I've been doing with my boys, we've been watching, we started it, and, and we're watching them in time order, not release order, of all of the X-Men movies, including including mm. the Deadpool, the Wolverines. I just, we just watched oh, really? Dark Phoenix. Oh, yes. God, you're going through the Wolverines? Yes, Whoa. yes, all the Wolverines. Yikes, yikes. <sighs> I have uh, a lot to say. I mean, this could be a whole week. I bet you know what I bet has a lot to say is Mr. Frank Miller. <laughs> if I were Mr. Frank Miller, I would have a lot to say about one He's of those He's turning movies. over in his grave right now. If he were alive right now, he'd be writing for Shakespeare. I know. It's a, it's a gosh dang shame. You know, I used to have the cover of Wolverine Number no. 1 by Mr. Frank Miller. I used to have that airbrushed on a t-shirt. Oh, yes, I do. That's the one, man. That's the one with the claw yeah, with the up like that. Out, yes. With the pop, pop claws. Yep, yes. Yep, yep. Oh, boy. Man, can um, we, now, now you're making me want to... There's no way I still have mine. Can we still get that shirt? Like, is that I'm, gettable? This, this, my friend John and I had them made at, I believe, a state fair. We had them bespoke... No, I th- and I threw it away in the purge. So my my t-shirt, <laughs> my, in the my polyester, the great purge of all my rock and roll clothes. Um, I yeah, I had a, a, a airbrushed by a by a dude, probably a stoner, Wolverine cover of. We brought it with us to the place because we heard they could. Make oh, like it wasn't shirt. like a transfer. They like they did it. I no, just no, sent no, you no, a picture. No, John of, and I had. I think it was at. God, is that place in St. Pete? Was it called the Concord? There was that, the pier, something like that. But anyway, it wasn't a state fair. But yeah, because John and I used to do, you know, Florida things when we were together. And uh, yeah, so I got Wolverine. We brought the comic with us. Is what I just sent you what you were talking about? It's like a four-part series from about 1981 or two. Yeah, but the image, the image that I'm talking about. Oh, God, yes. Ah, That's Frank Miller drew that too, right? Yeah, I thought so. And that, that, um, I used to have this in There's a show art, buddy. Not yeah. I used to have this in like a 9.2, in, in CGC 9.2. I had this one. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. Wow. That's not mine. That's a 9.4. I just Googled that. No, no. That, I understand. Bagged and slagged. Yeah, yeah I got it. I got yeah. it. I got it. Um, yeah, okay. Art. So that means you have, you got to see, <laughs> there aren't enough air quotes. You got to see Ryan, poor, poor Ryan Reynolds as something like Deadpool. And he has no mouth of memory, sir. Yeah, because there was a joke made that if you didn't have that mouth, you'd be the perfect soldier. And so later on, it's also one of those, one of those with uh, Pippin or Mary where they're in the elevator and then he goes in with the, with the samurai sword. I do love that. That's a good scene. That was a great scene, but that's the only scene that they really gave Ryan Reynolds in the whole movie. (laughs) Everybody's dead. (laughs) Well, as we all know, the role that Ryan Reynolds, there are many roles that Ryan Reynolds, it is believed could have been born for, including things like say Deadpool and Free Guy, but the role he was really born for, and I'm, this will be my only statement about this series for a variety of reasons he should have been Hawkeye, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, okay, okay. Having, oh my God. Wait, wait a minute, though. Wait a second. No, no, no. You, he, yeah. since, we, since he can't be both, I mean, it's not like you could well, make he's him also Green, Green Lantern, Lantern and, and also, him. no. Yeah. But he is currently Deadpool, I think, and I think that's why he's, he couldn't do it. And one criticism of his acting that I understand but don't agree with is he's always Deadpool now. Because he's basically Deadpool and Red Notice now, too. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, if you can imagine the Matt Fraction comic that changed my life, if you're going to make that into a TV show, hypothetically, is there anybody who would be more perfect for that? Down to, like, the blonde hair. Ah, coffee. Fix this dog. Oh, my God. That should have been Ryan. Ryan Reynolds would have been a perfect Clint Barton. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my goddamn heart. Are you okay? Instead of the 75-year-old jolly... 
Jeremy Renner, like I liked him in the movie with the bomb, but like I don't. And you know, and I like Haley Stanfield. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She's really, really good. But you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm very, I'm very upset. Okay, so you and you're saying in the order of how they were put out. So you start with the 2000 X Men movie. Does it yeah. hurt every time? Right. You start with that. Yeah, every time. It hurts. I think our our line is breaking up, and I don't know why. What you want me to call you back? You want me to call you back? You sound still good to me. I sound still good to you. Still good. Okay. Well, yeah, we should start wrapping up anyway. This is really long. Uh, you can call me back if you want. Yeah, call me back. I'll keep I'll keep the recording on. Just call me back. Yeah. Call calling him back. I think it's him. Don't you? I think it's him. Hello. Hi. Is it better? It sounds the same to me. Oh wait, is it, it sounds the same. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. How can we save this? But good. It was sounding good. Well, we could also. You sound good. Okay. I've got mine. You got yours. So maybe we'll be okay. We'll be fine. Uh. Okay. God. What? Are, what is causing this? I don't know. Um. I think all my stuff is turned off. Anyway. Um. So you go and marker. So, so you're going through these in order. You, that is a slog, Dan, because boy, are they ever uneven. I watched, just, just for what it's worth, the other day, I had some time to kill in the morning while I did some little things around the house, and I was going back and watching uh, First Class. Mm. I like that movie. I, I think that's a great that movie. movie. I love that movie. And Fossbender, man, that guy's hot. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. hot. He looks good in everything. Yeah, he looks good, good in all, and we pulls out the guy's filling. You know? That's so the, good. The, yeah. Swiss, the yeah. Swiss say they're neutral, but you know. <laughs> but, but I love uh, I actually really there's like there's a few scenes that are good in these there's a few parts that are good in them but overall they're just not that good and my son pointed something out is that he he's like all, and wait, I, I'm I, sorry all the movies are the crappy movies what what, what well I mean it? like I, I'm not gonna stand here and listen to you say words about like say First Class or X-Men United I think those no, are both I, very good movies I think I think there's a mix of some that are really great and I really, so I really want the Dark Phoenix one to be good, but like, or the, the one before that, the one where that has all the beginnings, where it's got yes. all the and the and the and the, the weird unaging and like they're just wasting so bad. Kitty Pride and all of these yeah, the greatest. So bad. Her, Kitty Pride. She's awesome. She's so great. She's a in the movie. She's a Jewish she's girl like from Chicago bit. who gets her period and falls through the floor. How is not that not the greatest <laughs> character in literature? Then but she like gets a the, dragon. The problem that might, yeah, yeah, well, Lockheed, right? Yeah, but, you know, I, but, pro- like, but Colossus isn't even Russian. See, now I'm mad. And Logan Roy? <laughs> well, you Keep know, going. like, one of the problems that, um, that my son has is he, and he didn't quite ask it this way, but he's like, um, how does Sophie Turner become Famke Jansen? Am I Good saying question. her name right? You know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, there's yeah. not a clear path. Like, it's clear how Jennifer Lawrence becomes Rebecca Romja, oh, but it's Romain, not. Yeah. It, yeah, it, is that how you say her name? It's but you're it's fine, you're fine. um, but uh, it's or, not yeah, like no, obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially because like, and, and again, you know, we as we all know, and you, I guess, I'm guessing you have not dragged him through the muck of the world of Marvel and the sliding time scales and that kind of stuff. But yeah, even accounting for that, it's a little bit strange. Whereas the James McAvoy stuff, they actively lean into that mm-hmm. in several places, mm-hmm. including obviously, especially in um, was it Days of Future Past? Yeah, and I thought I thought the way they did that there was fine it it it, it made uh, sense but there's uh, i don't know there's so many monkey there's so with many. the story too much though dan it hurts me 
I know. I mean, when well, like she's the one like holding his brain. But I like that portal, portal, portal girl. What's her name? Is she called Gate or something? Oh yeah, and I forget her name. Yeah, I know the one you mean. <laughs> I think her name should be Gate, and she makes portals. <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, but it's Sorry. useful. Have any of them? Okay, so give me some more of his, or you tell me whatever you want. But I'd be curious: Are there any ones where? Because he's not steeped in this stuff. Like he didn't even grow up probably watching the the terrible '90s cartoon, right? Nope, not at all. Not at all. Never seen any of those. What, but, what you jumps know, watching, out? Yeah. What, oh, sorry. If go. you watch it in order, the order is going to be X Men, X Men Two, X Men: The Last Stand, X Men Origins, X Men First Class, The Wolverine, X Men: Days of Future Past, Deadpool, X Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool Two, Dark Phoenix, The New Mutants. <laughs> oh boy. There's and some really bad movies in there. There are most of them are bad. How if could I'm being you have totally that honest. cast and that IP I and have know. New Mutants turn out the way? How do you have Anya Taylor Joy in that movie? It's, it's so, so bad. Strange to me. It's so strange to me. And and uh, we have Bill to Bill is rolling in his grave right now. Yeah, yeah, there aren't. These aren't Marvel <laughs> movies. So let's just we'll say that up yes. front. These are Foxies. But I I mean they're just there's so many things and like. I understand it's the same problem. You The same problem that we have with Superman, we have a similar problem with Wolverine and that Superman, depending on the incarnation, can push the planet around if he wants. And that's not very fun because that mm-hmm. means stopping the bank robbers isn't really that interesting after you see the first time he just sort of stands there with his arms at his sides and his fists against his hips and he's in there like, put yeah. that money down. And you're like, I'm going to shoot at you. And then you shoot at him and he just stands well, especially, there. As especially the in the early off. days. I mean, this is DC got addicted to overpowered characters pretty early yes. on, but yes. it used to be when they say, you know, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That's because in the first few issues of memory serves, I haven't read these in years, but in the first few original issues, he didn't really exactly, exactly fly. He mainly it's in the same Lept way that, you know, tall buildings in a single bound. He jumped. He could, his flying was, you know, what <laughs> falling with style. Like he, in the same way that the Hulk, you know, later on the Hulk could jump those giant areas or yeah. Nightcrawler got a little overpowered and how he, he could, you know, basically bamf across the United States, which would be a good Chuck Berry song. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> bamfing in the USA. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, yeah. So yeah, Wolverine though. And then the idea is like, only if you behead him, I'm sure they covered this a little bit in new X-Men, you know, in the, apparently like, what, what Xavier said in the protocols, which is what did he, his sort of Xavier secret protocols of, of the of elders of Wolverine. Yes. Right. Of like what, what, how to defeat each X-Men member. Uh, in in his the thing that he said about Wolverine was you would have to sever his head and keep it far away from his body. That is the quote from the. Oh, uh, he's Xavier like the cop notes. in Terminator. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, but it's one it's one of those things. that's kind of interesting because you know, watching the different ways that they portray him in the earlier movies. For example, he gets shot and then is it hits his head and he's now unconscious on the ground for as long as he needs to be during that scene and then stands up and, and is yeah, fine. Yeah, it's not that he's invulnerable. It's just that he heals fast. He just heals fast. And then there's always these comparisons between Deadpool's healing factor and Wolverine's healing factor as to which one is more. And in Dead Deadpool, he's losing limbs constantly. He's losing most of his body periodically. He got shot and it went right up Main Street. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and so... In that sense, but that's nothing that we've that ever really so seen much. Wolverine do. Yeah. We, when has Wolverine ever 
like lost a limb, really. He's been reduced to a skeleton multiple yeah. times. Uh, at whether, but, but eventually you know, he becomes like Groot. Like in yeah. the sense of like, yeah, you cut, cut off his limb and it'll like kind of grow back. Like he's right. like a gecko or something. It's Right. And so Groot grows back, but Groot also has the ability of coming back to life, even from the tiniest little sliver that can regenerate a new Groot. But Make him I don't a think moody if, teen. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think if all you had left from Wolverine was his finger that you could grow a new Wolverine back. And then there's the problem with... um with the with the movie the wolverine which is the is one, that the one with in the japan sa- yeah where he saves the guy with the bomb they jump in the hole that one yeah and yeah. so you do get to sort of see him i think that's ex- the one based on isn't that the one based on the comic okay and except they've made taken a lot of liberties with oh, it and they? one of one of the things that uh that's kind of weird about that is you know at the end i don't want to spoil this amazing movie for everyone but mm-hmm. there's a uh there's a Guy who's kind of trying to. How do I just stop ruining it? Are you he's talking about the trying, young version of uh, Striker? No, the 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 bad guy in that movie cuts off cuts Wolverine's claws in half for a reason. Yeah, and they're coated in adamantium at the time, so he uses a heated adamantium blade to cut uh-huh. through them. Okay, and as as we all know, there are bone claws inside of the adamantium. Uh, clause, as we all know, yes, as we all know, mm-hmm. and later on in subsequent films, which you know take place after that movie, mm-hmm. his adamantium claws are back, and you know wh- how does that happen? It's not explained in the movies. If you read about it, then you're going to say, well, part of the dynamic between Wolverine's healing factor and the adamantium and the properties of adamantium that it just sort of distributes and recoats them automatically and things like that. But it's like. I feel like we can't, especially in the movies, the comics, at least when you have kind of a someone who champions a character in the comics for a period of time, they kind of have in their mind they get to own, own the they get to um, own it. Yeah, the like the I don't even know what the phrase would be, something like the legacy of of the storytelling. But yeah. I mean, let's let's go back and remember that I, if memory serves, in the original, like him versus the Hulk in the seventies, even up to I think even up to the, like the brown. The, before the brown suit it's like first there was supposed to be gloves yeah i don't i don't don't talk about that we don't talk about that what what about the barry windsor what's his name that horrifying one where he's running around looking (laughs) you know the one i'm talking about (laughs) like they got they took some barry wait the body the body horror one the body horror one yeah barry winston i forget the guy's name but churchill 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 winston full circle oh the only way the only way out is claws <laughs> Good. And there is no sanity clause. Oh. Um. So, but they cover that a little bit. I feel like in the first one, like I love the bit in the first movie where he's dealing with the hunters, and I mm-hmm. just there's something so there's so much fun stuff established about Logan in that. I do yeah. love the scene. I mean, I think we've talked about it here for ten years. I love it when Rogue says to him, "Does it hurt?" and he says, "Every time." Every like time. that defines his character for me. But also yep. the fact that like he's miffed about that bear. He's going to oh, find yeah. out what happened with the bear. And he goes Because he's bit. chilling out with the bear. He walks around with the bear. He looks over at the bear. Yeah. The bear looks over at him. He, he's he, like, we yes. are the same. We're not so different, you, know? you and I. He goes so yeah. feral that he's barrel. Yes. And then the barrel of the shotgun. I think we've yep. talked enough today, Dan. Okay. Those are all freebies. This was the worst episode of the show that yeah, I've ever done. One. I that's love the worst one, one when you prepare. I was so prepared and I didn't use any. I just complained about computers <laughs> and comic books, ladies. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, how <laughs> season of lights. Okay, let's button yeah. this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.